inception to the Mexican border, this is the SoCal Bite. I'm Nathan Callahan. On today's menu, the big reason. Legends, mantras, battle cries, and truth in advertising. As my grandmother Elizabeth aged, nearly all her statements became mottos or slogans or platitudes. It's a great life if you don't weaken, she said right after we sang her birthday song. Granny was 100, and we commemorated the event with 100 candles that by the time she inhaled formed a single immense flame on her cake. On that day, her age, our enthusiasm, and the physics of dentistry created a momentous occasion. When Elizabeth let loose, inhaling mightily toward the 100 candles, she propelled her upper dentures out of her mouth, over the table, and onto the floor, where they skidded across the room, clanging against the baseboard. It is legend in my family. If you can reduce a reason to live down to a simple phrase, you've got yourself a motto. If you can shoot your teeth across the floor with impeccable timing, you become a mythological figure. When the Celts went to battle, they synchronized their war cries. These unifying hollers became known as slogans. Nowadays, slogans are phrases used repeatedly for promotion. The difference between a motto and a slogan is, after all, only in the value you put on the product. Give me liberty or give me death is closer to just do it than we'd like to think. The search for the right slogan may take years, but when your own special battle cry is heard, you instinctively join in. For those who don't yet have a slogan, perhaps their Celtic ancestors screamed, Still looking! As they charged down grassy slopes, arrows whizzing by. Those who refused to have a slogan might have had ancestors screaming, So what? As a youngster, I spent a good deal of time committing television commercials to memory. That was when cigarette advertisements were still on TV. Size and length were a sales point. One popular brand kept reminding me, it's not how long you make it, it's how you make it long. Truth in advertising works on a number of levels. My competition for TV viewing time was my mom. In her youth, she was fascinated by Amy Semple McPherson, the prima Southern California evangelist of the 20s. In that tradition, Mom watched Billy Graham crusades and received blessing packs from Oral Roberts and the Abundant Life Choir. Because of this influence, I cut my teeth as a television crossbreed, part consumer pagan and part broadcast evangelical Christian. I wondered where the yellow went when I brushed my teeth with Pepsodent in a metaphysical kind of way and surrendered my body to the wonder bread of salvation. My first ad campaign or branding experience occurred during ninth grade social studies when Mrs. Monroe, my teacher, gave the class two minutes to come up with a simply stated motivation for a living. What's your life's motto? Ray Snyder, who sat next to me, answered, Have fun. 
The class nodded in agreement. I was next. Strive, I said, even after you fail. Always try to move ahead. I was an earnest young man and figured that falling short and trying harder was standard operating procedure for the student-teacher environment. But on the heels of have fun, I had pretty much harshed the class buzz. My primogenitors, the Celts, would have helped then. The myth of Tristan and Isolt was their gift to us, a formula for words to live by. Tristan, the hero of this tale, spent his life in a struggle between the ideal and the practical, both of which were manifested in women. Both women had the same name. Tristan marries the practical Isolt, but is emotionally and physically driven by an ideal Isolt. On his deathbed, he sends a message across the sea to the ideal with a request. If the ideal still loves him, still believes in him, she should send a ship with white sails. If not, black sails. The practical Isolt, however, learns of this secret plan. When Tristan's dire condition prevents him from seeing the ship arrive, he must rely on her eyes to report. The ship appears decked in white, but when Tristan asks, What color are the sails? The practical replies, Black. Tristan dies. End of story. A motto, then, is a light or a sail. It is the real thing. It is true value. It is bullshit. It is a plug, a soundbite, a quick fix. It manipulates us, lies to us, gives us identity. This is not the best of all possible worlds. This is the only possible world, both ideal and practical. In our gut, we know it's a great life if we don't weaken. For more SoCal Byte audio essays, visit SoCalByte.com. That's S-O-C-A-L-B-Y-T-E dot com.